0: that sound good <laughs> welcome back ladies and gentlemen to episode five of a to z arizona sports all day i'm hayden silly and with me always is jonah krell and jonah how are you doing this morning
1: uh hanging in there i'm tired but it's the end of the week ready to go all right, let's How about you? Let's go. Yeah, I'm the I'm the same exact way it's been. It's been a
0: long week uh for both for Arizona Sports and outside of it. So, um I mean with that, we'll we'll go ahead and get started. You want to share your first quick hitter? Yes. All
1: right. So, first quick hitter for me uh, this one is a little mysterious, Aiden. <laughs> okay. uh, this past week, Kyler Murray scrubbed everything, made headlines by scrubbing everything Cardinals related from his Instagram page, and he does not follow the Cardinals on any social media. Now, he is up for an extension this year, but he is under also under team control for the next two years. So is this a sign of, does he want something more? Does he want to to leave arizona who knows is this a big deal or, or no big deal hayden
0: i mean i i'm not too sure because i mean Ky- kyla murray is a very interesting man i mean he he should be on the Dosa keys label as the most interesting <laughs> man in the world uh i don't think it's too big of a deal i think it's just uh it's something you know just kind of out there and it was funny because a couple minutes ago a bleacher report came out with a uh, with a quote from deandre hopkins and he said and i quote uh k1's probably just trying to show off some outfits oh okay <laughs> so, so i mean like that's that that's a little something but i mean after after hearing that i i don't think there's too much of a concern And now for my quick hitter, uh, something that came out of the blue uh, yesterday is that the Arizona Coyotes reached an agreement with Arizona State University to share their multi-purpose arena beginning next season down in Tempe. And I think this is really interesting after uh, the Coyotes dispute with the city of Glendale over owing them uh, millions of dollars in fees and everything like that. And for them to move to Tempe, I think it'll be a good change of scenery for them, at least for the next three or four seasons but I mean jo- Jonah what do you what do you think about this
1: move is it good is it bad uh, I think it's good I mean uh, obviously it's good and bad because you know you'd love for them to have a real arena for their own for uh, um, themselves but um, this will be a new uh, like you said a good change of scenery they'll go from empty seats to full seats because it's only 5,000 capacity um, and so it, it should really make for a cool environment I, I can't wait to go to a game there oh yeah me, me me too I know I know a bunch of asu students were already looking forward to it despite the coyotes record i mean hey hockey's hockey right exactly um and with that that'll do it for quick hitters and now into our first topic of the day made some headlines yesterday with the trade deadline the suns made a couple moves they got rid of jalen smith and a second rounder they brought back tory craig and they also um got Aaron Holiday from the Wizards for cash considerations. So those were the only moves that the Suns made. You know, some people might have said, should they have gone more aggressive, uh, gone out for another score? Uh, But that's all they did. James Jones was happy with that. So let's get into it. What are you, What are your thoughts on those trade deadline moves? I thought Tori is back, baby. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I thought adding Tory Craig was really good. Uh, I mean, personally, I'm
0: still I'm still a little bit sad that he traded sticks away. I mean, like. I think Do will be a really solid NBA player, and it's good for the Pacers to get someone back, um, you know, that that's young, that they can hopefully, you know, use a, as a building block uh, for the next couple years after trading away Sabonis on Wednesday. Uh, but... There's an interesting point, and I know we talked about this, you know, off the air, talking about the Suns getting Eric Gordon. And honestly, I'm kind of glad we didn't, because I think Aaron Holiday fills that role nicely. I think, I mean, he, he's a good shooter, he's a good facilitator, and I really think that's what the Suns were looking for. They were looking for, you know, a, another good backup point guard, especially because, I mean, Shamit's almost out of the rotation now.
1: Complete. Well, he, he is hurt right now.
0: okay. So yeah. yeah. Okay, but I mean, but he he's been struggling. Cameron Payne's been struggling, and Payne's also hurt, so it just has more depth. Yeah, it, it, exactly. I mean, you
1: can't can't go wrong with more depth, right? Exactly. I mean, that that was my main takeaway. It just makes it a, a much more deep team. Uh, these moves, and uh, you you mentioned you were you were sad to see sticks go, but honestly, I mean, it's a shame that the pick didn't work out. But I'm I'm actually happy for him because he he gets to prove it on a team that actually has a chance to develop him and play him at the position that he really wants to be, at center. Um, we couldn't really get him th- those minutes at center uh, just because we were so deep. And so I, I think this is really good for Jalen Smith. I wish him nothing but the best. But Tory Craig is back. I mean, this is huge. We basically got Tory Craig and Aaron Holiday um, and we gave up Jalen Smith Uh, a second rounder in cash like that's pretty good trade deadline Uh, getting pieces back for what you gave up I think that's really good and Torrey Craig man such a great hustle player last year for the Suns averaged a career um career best 7.2 points per game 4.8 rebounds per game Uh, obviously the rebound numbers are low but He comes off the bench. He is a great rebounder. Like, he just hustles Mm -hmm. the hell out of the ball, offense and defense. So, it is great to see him back there. And Torrey is a guy that can play five or four, the four spot or five spot, when the Suns go small. He can also be... um, because we've seen Jay Crowder do that, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then he's just another great wing depth position behind Cam Johnson. Because, like you said, Shamit's not really doing it, uh, and he's hurt. So, uh, just more depth at that position, and then. Aaron Holiday, to be honest, Hayden, I don't know. It's an interesting move. Because, to be honest, I haven't really watched much of Aaron Holiday. I don't know Mm if uh, anyone really has, to be honest, in terms of Suns fans. Um, Averaging 6.1 points per game uh, this season. uh, You talked about a good shooter. He's actually, I mean, he's struggling from three. 34.3% from three this season. um, Which isn't great. But let's see if he can get that up because he did shoot 39.4% from deep two years ago. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this this should be interesting, I guess. It's more of just the Suns saying, maybe we like him more than Alfred Payton because that's, what he, that's who he would replace, basically. Be, um, campaign is out right now, and so uh, it's basically Payne, Payton and Holiday. Uh, he's only six foot, not very tall, but, I mean, th- like I said, it's an interesting move. He can eat up minutes, provides good guard depth, We'll see what happens with Aaron Holiday. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I thought we were gonna take him and. and um move him for Gordon, but we just stayed with him. It was it was very shocking to me.
0: Yeah, but I mean I think maybe I just have a little bit of bias from watching him at UCLA. Uh, I mean and he is I mean he is one of the holiday brothers and they're very successful. I mean Drew with Milwaukee, uh Justin I believe is still with Indiana. I mean he's a really good shooter and you know I, I heard good things about this kid coming out of college and I just I hope it's able to translate over. And speaking of translating uh, he's
1: only twenty five, by yeah, the way.
0: So yeah exactly so there's still some room to grow but speaking of translating the game over this will actually translate into our next topic which is about ASU versus U of A the big territorial <laughs> cup game on Monday where where U of A won uh, 91 to 79 um, I and mean, we, we both were in attendance at the game Jonah I'll ask you first uh, what what did you see
1: from both <laughs> sides I mean some things that stand out to me uh, ASU they got everyone's hopes up, man. <laughs> after after that UCLA game, I mean, uh, you couldn't have have asked them to replicate that. I mean, they obviously the first seven minutes or so were the most exciting minutes of ASU basketball this season. Uh, it went on a fourteen to one run to start, um, but then U of A just showed what U of A is this season, and they just showed that they're. They have more talent, they have more hustle, and they just play better basketball. They take better shots. And so that's what I saw. A, a team that wasn't ready in the beginning, but then the Wildcats just took over like the number four team in the country does. And Auburn lost uh, this past week in addition to Purdue. So it looks like U of A is going to move up even more. I mean, that's what I saw. It Just a bad team got... Good minutes started off hot and then U of A just took over, you know, like they should. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's
0: that as you said, that's what happens when you're a number four seed. Nobody, nobody's a high seed in in the NCAA for basketball by accident, right? Like they're not there because they're a mediocre team or you know an above average team. Like no, those are those are elite teams. I mean, look, they're U of A is twenty one and two on the season. Like they have two losses. That's it i mean one of which was outside the or one of which was outside the pac-12 in tennessee one of which was inside against ucla where they got upset but i so, i, I want to point out this statistic that really caught my eye is that is that uva has a margin of victory of 19 points wow <laughs> 19, That's a good stat. 19 points it's it leads the uh, leads the pac-12 by a long shot and uh U of a is also third in the NCAA in terms of points per game at 84.6. I mean, it's just, not only are they winning, you know, not only are they scoring a lot of points, but they're blowing teams out. Like, it's yeah. it's not, they're not just running the score up, you know, a
1: whole bunch and teams are able to catch up. No, it's it's going on both sides of the ball. And uh, just to add on to that, you know, I'll admit, I go to Arizona State University, but I gotta be unbiased here and say, if you love basketball, if you love college basketball, you should watch Arizona basketball. They play beautifully, and I'll add some more stats um, for context. Uh, They lead the nation in assists per game. They lead the na- lead the nation in rebounds per game, um, and so they're a great rebounding team. They're big. They're fun to watch in the interior. They move the ball well, and then they also play defense. They're the best team in the nation in terms of uh, uh, field goal percentage defense from within the three so they they defend inside very well um and like you you talked about the scoring margin um the scoring offense it's just ridiculous they have so many great athletic wings in terms of Matherin, uh dalen terry and then the depth with umar bala we were talking about umar bala. oh no the, uh, that dude's an absolute Muhammad tank. Bamba. uh DeAndre Aiden look alike. I mean, put up a double-double and you also have Pella Larson coming off the bench. I mean, and you, I don't know if you remember this play, but in that game Pella Larson, he just went up with the ball like really high up in the air. I think he met maybe Boachi or, or or Gaffney or, or one of the bigs. Mm-hmm. He just met him at the summit took a bump and then oh, just finished yeah. the lip you remember that play? uh-huh i, I was mean, like Woo-wee. i was like okay this dude can take contact and finish and so i mean these guys are some dogs hayden i mean it's it's fun to watch them play because they play with a the toughness they play um with a style of basketball that you're just like man this is fun to watch yeah i mean and it's really good to see like even
0: I and mean, even as you said like if you if you love basketball You'll, you'll love this team. They they play hard. They get after it. And I think the biggest difference is coaching. Yes. Because I don't think they had this type of success with Sean Miller.
1: Like, not or, to this dominance. Not, yeah. In, in, in terms of, well, maybe in the early days of, of the Sean Miller yeah, area. But, but may, yeah. maybe like the past decade or so. Like they haven't. I don't think
0: they've been dominant like this. Even, you know, when they had DeAndre Ayton and Alonzo Traer and, you know, and all those guys, like this team is just so well put together from top to bottom for coaching. Like everybody's on the same page. Nobody is, you know, nobody's concerned about, oh, you know, when am I going to get the ball? Right. It's team basketball. Yeah. It's, it's team basketball at its absolute finest. I mean, 21 and two on the season
1: isn't an accident. I want to ask you, um, how good do you think they can be this year? Do you see them w- winning the national title, or who who do you have up there right now as, as your pick? Because I mean, they might be my favorite to be honest. They're they're number two in Kempom right now, and mm-hmm. they're going to move up even more right behind Gonzaga, probably. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on possibly them winning the title? I think uh, I don't know. It's it's
0: interesting because for so many years I've seen U of A get you know get upset by teams or get blown out like for example i think it was uh the 2018 march madness in the first round against buffalo (laughs) where it was like it was a 20 plus point defeat but i mean with, with tommy lloyd at the helm now i mean this like we just said this team looks different like they look ready and not only that but they're not you know they're not showing any mercy to any team, and I think that's going to be huge coming up. Uh, you know, once the tournament kicks off next month. But I, I still think Gonzaga right now is the team to beat. Okay. I, mean, I, I know they have Gonzaga's historically. You know, not had the strongest conference, which makes it easier for them to get in, into the tournament. But I mean, you know, Ch- Chet Holmgreen is starting to come into his own a little bit, and you know, their coaching is always fantastic. So it'll be interesting to see. But I, I would. I would not be surprised if if UVA gets into the final four, if potentially the national championship game.
1: I'll tell you what, um wouldn't it be a story if they got to the national championship game and they and Tommy Lloyd played his former uh, head coach partner or whatever the word is called, a colleague. Yeah. Mark Few in that championship. Oh. Arizona versus Gonzaga, two potential overall number one seeds i mean that would be a fun matchup just to see them to go at it together i mean tommy lloyd has just brought a whole new fresh air into this wildcat program program um and so i don't know that would just be really fun to watch yeah and i'll i'll add one more thing too which is kind of interesting i mean
0: this season i believe will mark the 25 the 25th year anniversary of the of the u of a uh championship Championship, team uh under lute olsen yeah i mean what a what a great way to honor his legacy if they're able to get into the national
1: championship game and win it. That would be insane. Absolutely nuts. And so we're all in agreement. U of A is right there amongst the top of the top. Uh, but we got to also talk about the bad of the bad <laughs> in in ASU. I mean, can it get much worse from here? I mean, they, they lost again last night to Washington. They got blown out 87 to 64 Seven and fifteen now, three and nine in conference. Hayden, I mean, where do you start with this team? Oh boy, <laughs> where I mean, you're you're right. Where do we start? It's... I'll let you choose because <laughs> I I got some stats yeah. I want to throw out. I too. mean,
0: they're they're just a mess. <laughs> they they are, and I think one of the things I saw on Monday's game or at Monday's game rather was their ability to consistently shoot. The three ball but they, they don't have a lot of good shooters that's that's what i really think the big thing is and i know we, we kind of joked about it a little bit off air about you know all oh, the the uh, the asu sun devils right now are like the the small ball houston rockets you know minus the shooting it it, it, it kind of <laughs> yeah. it stinks because you know asu has like good talent keyword is like talent and potential but I, it's almost like how do you compete? You know, you're playing against UCLA, terrific team. USC, terrific team. U of A, terrific team. Might might be in the Final Four, national championship game. Who knows? They it's, had a rough weekend. Yeah, in terms of ranked opponents. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's hard to compete against that. But th- this team just seems dead. Th- it I, just, I agree with like, you. that's the perfect word. Yeah. Like this, like there's just no morale. There's no heart. energy. Yeah. There's no heart. And I don't know how it started. Maybe it was the rough patch at the beginning of the season. Maybe, I mean, it might be some internal matters. I'm not exactly sure. But, you know, when you don't have heart,
1: it's hard to go out and play, you know, to the best of your ability. I I totally agree with you there. I mean, they they went on on that 14-1 to run to start the game. And then the second half comes around. U of A goes on a 15 to 4 run to start the second half and then ASU never responds again So I mean it was just awful and and you talk about the three-point shooting woes They shot 22.7% again against Washington last night. I, I have some stats with you I want to throw out about their their shooting because it Bobby Hurley has talked about this is probably the worst offensive team This is, no, not probably. This is the worst offensive team of any Bobby Hurley team uh, at ASU. They are 342nd out of 350 teams in Division I basketball in field goal percentage with 38.88%. And then from deep three-point land, 337th with 28.65%. Like, there's teams from like no name schools that are in ho dunk wherever, n- no offense, but that are shooting better than them. I mean, that's how awful it is. Uh, you talked about the potential talent. We just haven't seen. Any of that on display. I mean, Bobby Hurley goes out and gets these so-called shooters, you know, DJ Horn, Mm -hmm. Marion Jackson, uh, Luther Muhammad, these transfers, um, and they're just not performing like he expected. I don't know if that speaks to the players or the coach who recruited them. Yeah. I don't know. But but I mean D- DJ
0: Horn has been He's he, probably their best player. Yeah, yeah. He's been he's been good. He's been kind of like the one formidable yeah. piece of <laughs> yes. the team. I mean, he's averaging almost thirteen points. Granted, he's only shooting forty percent from the field, but he's shooting roughly thirty eight percent from three. So like a good chunk of his shots that he's you know, that he's attempting are threes. Um, but like he's one of the only ones that can create his own shot. I mean, you just said it. Like him, Marion Jackson. Like those are some of the only guys that can create their shot off the dribble. And when you play, when you play an opponent like like U of A, like UCLA, USC, you know those ranked opponents, they they're gonna find ways to trap you and to pressure you. And like they will be at your hip all game long. I mean, in a big example, also was with uh, with Jalen Graham. Right. He's played well yeah for the last few, a few games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean but he like he kept getting blocked at the basket, Jonah. And yeah. he, he just he just kept going for it. He just kept
1: going for it, it, didn't it learn.
0: And you know, I, I I respect the grind, I respect the hustle, but it's just like dude, like come on. Like it, they like observe everything, take some shots from, you know, from outside the paint a little bit. Like, it doesn't have to be
1: from outside the arc, but just, you know, ex- expand it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you talked about all the ranked opponents. Um, and what you have to do against those ranked teams, you have to get them in foul trouble. And this is another stat. This is I, I, possibly the most telling stat about ASU this season, and I want to get your thoughts on this, Hayden. So, in pa- I did the math, in Pac-12 play, ASU's opponents have had 291 free throw attempts. ASU has had 142, including five games with single-digit attempts. And when they get to the line, Hayden, they're shooting 67% from the line. Oh, boy. If those numbers don't stand out to you about what's wrong, I don't know what. I mean, they get in so much foul trouble, and they just haven't learned it's it's ridiculous and then they can't draw fouls either and and get inside they don't get inside because they chuck up these bad shots from three it's just it's just this cycle of play yeah it is a
0: recipe for disaster i mean and kamani lawrence i think has been unfortunately the prime example of horrendous free throw shooting yes i mean he's shooting either around 50 percent or just below it and you, you can't win if you don't have at least mediocre free-throw shooting. I mean, and uh, I think DJ Horn is actually one of one of the better uh, free-throw shooters on the team. Yeah, at 96%. Granny's only taken 25. <laughs> he's taken 25 attempts. And that stat about Kamani Lawrence, uh, 50.8. Yeah. 32 of 63. But, yeah, I mean, when you chuck up threes, when you play outside the arc like it's like how do you expect to get to the free throw line yeah if and, you... and control the time of yeah, possession exactly i mean you you it's
1: just swing 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 shoot a three but like everybody's kind of standing like stand still and and marion jackson is the prime target for me mm-hmm. dude just always wants to do a crossover iso and and hit and shoot a, a big three a deep three and most of the time it's bricks um but uh i want to ask you this question so to put a bow on it is it that blatant that Bobby Hurley needs to go after this season or are you blaming this on a more structural level with Ray Anderson so which way do we go from here after this season you know oh that's a good question i mean there is so
0: many there there are so many different avenues that we can go down i i do think it starts from the top i do think that The competitiveness and the drive that we've seen in years past just isn't there. It's non-existent. And I don't know where that came from. I don't know how that came to be. But I know a good chunk of that starts from the top. Uh, Bobby Hurley hasn't been given the best situation. I mean, compared to... You know, compared to rival schools, you know, they're not able to bring in the recruits that a UCLA, uh, U of A, even Oregon and USC, like even what they're able to bring in. So I can understand that being tough, but this team just has to find an identity. And that's what I really think is missing. There's no identity for this team in particular. U of A, for example, is a its a great defensive team. And they're the second tallest team in the country. It, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, Arizona State doesn't have to be the best team, but they have to have an identity. They have to have a style of play to which, to which fits them, but that also will be able to contribute to winning games uh, down the line.
1: Yeah, well said there. I mean, in my opinion, I, I, I think Bobby Hurley has to go this season. It's been too rough of a season, and you've brought in all these recruits, and they just haven't performed. Um, but I think with that, we should get into quick hitters, and I think that's a perfect segue into my quick hitter to start. Um, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, Hayden, but barring anything drastic, ASU will never be on the level of U of A in basketball barring anything drastic. I'll repeat that again. It will never be on the level of U of A. And that's because of the foundation, Hayden. Mm -hmm. I'll get into it. They don't have a strong alum. ASU does not have a strong alumni of players in the league, except for maybe three guys I can think of that are performing well right now. Um, And then they don't have an established culture. You mentioned identity. They don't have an established culture from an outstanding marquee coach like U of A has. That was Lute Olsen for U of A. Uh, They got them a championship. He developed many pros and it's continued success with Sean Miller, who got them to the tournament, got them deep into the tournament a couple times, developed pros and now Tommy Lloyd has resurrected this team. I mean, ASU doesn't have anything to build upon like that. It's ridiculous. So, I mean, that's the problem foundation wise they don't have a foundation uh they can't get recruits as a result like u of a and u of a is continued to be a a storied program it's called a players program for a reason and so i just want to finish with one more thing u of a 75 nba draft picks 31 conference championships four final fours and the 1997 national champions and arizona state eight-time regular season conference champions, zero-times tournament conference champions, 16 tournament appearances, zero Final Fours, zero championships. So, I mean, I think that says enough said there. They don't have the foundation, and I really don't think they're going to be on the level of U of A anytime soon. They're going to be the little brother. (laughs) That's a a good analogy, in all all honesty. ASU
0: is the little brother of U of A. I mean, you, you, you... You put a bow on it nicely, Jonah. Like, U of A has has had that historic, you know, they've had that historic program because of their coaching and because of everything like that. And, I mean, it's – you can't – you have to have an established foundation in order for everything else to be successful. And, granted, Arizona State has had good players. Like Byron Scott, Fat Lever – Uh, You know, guys like that that are, you know, that played in the NBA that were really good players. But I mean, even James Harden, I, I don't know why I forgot him, but there's never been a culture. There's never been a firm foundation for for this organization, football wise. Sure. But in terms of basketball, not so much. And with that, we will conclude uh, this episode of A to Z. Thank you all so much for joining, and we will catch all of you next week. Take care.